0: Welcome to Ready for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. Today, we are going to talk about personalities, and we're going to talk about how to find out more about your partner's personality, and probably your personality, but we're going to talk about a very unusual way to find out about your personality. And I've got a guest here that I think is going to give us some very interesting insights into how to do that. I'd like to introduce you all to Warren Canal. Warren, how are you today?
1: I'm doing well, Nikki. Great to, uh, great to meet you and uh, great to be on the show.
0: i tell you, you know what? I, I was looking over your bio and I love the fact that you said there are never enough Mindhunter-style shows on Netflix. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. I <laughs> I look for that kind of thing when I'm looking for something to watch too. I I love those ones that get in there and kind of mess with your head and get you thinking and and I just, I love it. it. Me me and a friend actually every time we watch something we like we like text the the cover of it to each other and go have you watched it? Have you watched it? <laughs> so
1: I, I know, and there's a real, real challenge here to almost kind of, uh, you know, you know, you know, get ahead of, in that case, the detectives, isn't there, and uh, see the see the clues before they do. That's the uh, that that's uh, that's a fun pastime, also, is it?
0: exactly. Well, you know, I I have actually stopped reading a couple of authors because I would I would do that with their books, and yeah. if I came up with a better ending than they did, I stopped reading them. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm like, uh-uh. if my ending's better than yours, then no. <laughs> so, Fair point. Fair point. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so, I never did that before I started writing actually.
1: Hmm. <laughs> so basically. There.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah. It, it the things you do when you become an author, I guess, right? So let me let me tell you all a little bit more about him. And then we're going we're gonna to dive into his, his book and, and talk about personalities. He has a passion for understanding how others think. Uh-oh, should I be worried? Hmm, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> as long as you can't read minds, I think I'm okay. Let me see. For how others think, feel, and act has led him across a 26-year career as a consulting behavioral st- strategist, advising elite individuals and teams within large corporations and professional sports on the art and science of relationships. Trained at Harvard and Melbourne Business School, Warren is recognized as a profiling expert, author of two books, and over 30 publications. Believing that relationships are based too much on trial and error, he, with his business partner, Karen McCready, developed... I'm not going to tell you all the name of it just yet. I'm going to save that. They developed a code so that others could strengthen their life partner relationships in a fun and engaging manner. What makes the person you love tick is all very predictable once you understand their personality, and you're going to help us do that, aren't you?
1: Spot on. Yeah, absolutely. Oh,
0: very good. So let's let's start with the beginning. Why do you think relationships don't work? Let's start with that. Because a lot of them, a lot of them seem to have some issues. So why, why is that? Look, I think that,
1: um, you know, to some degree, we're not trained in the area of relationships. And, and, within, and without, you know, without getting too clinical about it, Nikki, you know, we, we tend to come from a model of um, uh, a, a, a initial attraction that can be, you know, physical, emotional, mental. And then um, uh, it, it, it's a bit kind of it, it's a bit kind of trial and error. And what we have a tendency to do is that we, we we bump into our own barbed wire. So we you know we we enjoy someone's company or we find certain things a little bit irritating. We change a little bit over time, you know. So it certainly is about you know when we d- get deeper into a relationship about what actually changed about the other person. And, and there's too much general advice. There's too much, you know, advice from, you know, glossy magazines about what we should be looking for and why. And I, and I don't think we actually have a a, a personal growth or a personal insight approach to it. Um, and by that what I mean, we tend to attract people that are opposite to us and then we get annoyed with them. So it's... <laughs> it, you know, it's a bit like you know we get attracted if you're if you're a bit of a neat freak and we get attracted to the you know the person that's a bit generally kind of messy and and we think that's amazing and we can kind of you, you, you know influence and fix them a little bit and then that becomes a little bit annoying and and things things drift and things drift and change. So I think look in a nutshell, too much trial and error. You know, we've, we've 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 got you know some older style models about what we're kind of looking for. We don't really understand enough about the individual, and you know, we 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 change and grow in relationships, and and we sometimes get anchored to the things that first attracted an individual.
0: You know, or we may be too much alike, and we're both sloppy, and nobody cleans the house.
1: Yeah, yeah, and look, no one wants, you know, if I, if I use the analogy, Mickey, no one wants someone sitting in their favourite chair when they come home, and by that what I mean, look, if, if you're an individual that likes to, uh, you know, he's a bit, you know, likes to, you know, control the environment, friends coming over, great, we've got to, you know, scrub the place within an inch of its life, and, you know, everything's got to be pristine perfect. The last thing that you want to do is to be competing with someone else who's trying to do the same thing. Now, ideally, you don't want to be, you know, with someone that's literally the opposite who couldn't care about that and is you know, still feet up, on that, feet up on the couch and, you know, crumpling all the cushions. That's not what we want either. But we tend, we, we, we tend not to attract people that are identical to us. We attract, we attract people or we're attracted to people who actually have a, a piece that's different to us that we find a little bit attractive.
0: Right. Okay. Makes sense. Well, it's, it's good to have dif- some differences that way we can grow and learn from each other. So, you know, that's
1: far- and, and it's okay. when, we take, when we take those differences personally that we're, um uh, you know, can be the, the sign of the beginning of the end. Now I'm not to suggest that there's not some things we should draw the line about in relationships, but it's, it's, the moment that our partners' annoying habits become, you know, you know, pretty well annoying, and we're and we're, you know, react, overly reacting to those, you know, there's there's some decision points to be made there, and it's and it's mainly due to um, to, to some degree, certainly at, at early levels, you know, a lack of understanding about where they're coming from, what they're trying to do.
0: Right. All right. So how how can we best understand our partner?
1: Look, I think that um, the, 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 most of us there. No, no doubt, there's some complexities in who we are, but most of us have got a set of familiar decisions or certain patterns in our life that remain the same. So, so uh, let me let me give an example because there's 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 three funda- fundamentally three elements, Nikki. The first element is what drives and motivates and someone feels comfortable with. So. It, it, it's, it's, this is almost like they're hardwiring. If I give you a bit of an example, and, and there's no doubt a lot of this goes back to, um, you know, our early childhood. Um, and it's a bit like that if, if I'm in a family and I'm young and I decide that um, I might be the, you know, the academic one, and I kind of look out at a young age and kind of go, oh, no, my sister's actually taken that. And then I might decide I might be the sporty one, find out my brother's in that role. And all of a sudden, you know, we find that, uh, you know, grandma and grandpa are coming over and, uh, you know, mum says to us, hey, do that, do that backwards somersault off the lounge, Warren. And (laughs) they love that, right? So all of a sudden, I do this little trick off the lounge. Grandma and grandpa are clapping. Mum and dad are, you know, standing up. And I kind of go, I get it. I'm the funny one. (laughs) I'm not the academic, I'm the funny one so we fast track forward so we've got to work out a way to navigate the world so we fast track forward I'm the funny one at school trying people's shoelaces together, I'm I'm the comedian, I don't take things too seriously we fast track forward in in my career, I might go into sales as an example, you know where we can have a little bit of fun and all of a sudden one day, you know someone says to me or or my partner says to me, I wish you'd take things more seriously Now, that's a real rub for me, right? You know, because I say, let me, and then we get very protective. And I say, let me tell you about, let me tell you about taking things seriously. My sister took things seriously and now she's got depression. She overstudied. My brother took his sporting career too, you know, too seriously. and, And now he's actually got bad knees and can't walk properly. So let me, let me justify my position about why it's good for me to actually be the funny one who's the life of the party. So that starts at a a very young age and it's very predictable and and if we gain an insight into um, understanding the way someone is hardwired, all of a sudden it makes a lot of sense. Okay. The second second level we're looking at is, is about a person's individual strengths. Now, that's very, very situational. So what we know is is that there are some very empathetic people, there's some great people that are really great at getting things done and tasked, there's some driven people, there's some fun people, there's some very accommodating people. These are all their favourite pet behaviours that come out of who they believe that they are. So again, if you can get a bit of a sense about my hardwiring, if you can kind of go, look, Warren's really good at these areas then obviously from a relationship perspective, this actually becomes a lot, uh, lot simple to understand and easier for you to actually support and, and um, uh, enable me to, to have some of the things that I'm naturally good at. And finally, the third thing is, is about under stress and pressure, looking at how I manage myself. And again, based, based on some core hard wiring, what I'm good at and how I'm likely to shoot myself in the foot are all quite predictable. So, so I, I would say they'd be, the, they'd be the three things to kind of look at. What am I good at? How do I manage myself under stress and pressure? All of that's very predictable. And also what motivates me and what I'm drawn to.
0: Okay. Now, for the listeners, explain what is personality and why should they care?
1: Yeah, great question. Um look, personality is a set of preferences that can be predicted. We, we we know that we know that through academic stuff and I won't I won't won't get into that at all. But uh, it's a it's a series of how would you prefer the world to be? And you know, we know things like, you know, uh you know, simple things like uh, you know, are we calm? Do we like things neat and tidy? Do we, you know, you know, do are we overly generous and wanting to help people? You know, is you know, do I make it about myself? So there's certain things that are hardwired into us that tend to some degree not to change. Certainly over time, as we get to be a little bit wiser and a little bit older, we can actually see some of these things in play. So it's almost personality best defined as a, a, you know, series of hard wiring, a bit like that we would have in a computer, that shows us um, uh, some predictable patterns. Now, we've got some flex within there there's no doubt about. Why does it matter? Because you're bumping into that with yourself and with your partner when you're in a relationship that's what that's what you're doing it's it's you know some of it can be changed around choice and modification obviously if you've got a really strong relationship but if you truly understand what drives an individual first of all it creates greater empathy and 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 greater opportunity for love and connection and we don't take things personally anymore like like we probably do in our younger days
0: okay You've got me a question here that I don't totally understand. So I'm going to ask you the question. I want you to explain the question and then answer it for me. How about that? Sounds great. <laughs> okay. It says, what are the pitfalls of traditional methods and why don't they work?
1: So look, you know, traditionally, you know, we're not we're not really you know we're not really trained about relationships. And 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 in the old sure. days, you know, you know. Uh, you know many many years ago you kind of got married it was a you know it was a life thing, and you know you, you got to either like or dislike each other over time you know there was a real tra- there was a real tradition around that you know we've moved you know, in recent times we've moved to be being a lot more fluid about um, uh, a lot more fluid about relationships and we 're becoming more sophisticated about them, about looking at you know, you know methods to meet people and engage people it's you know've just gone through the roof over the last ten or so years. And, you know, part of the fun is no doubt trial and error, there's no doubt about that. But if we're kind of looking for, you know, deeper connections in relationship, there certainly is a need to become a little bit more evolved about how we actually um, uh, work out whether the person that we've got in front of us is the one that we, that we actually should be with or is the one, um, how we can learn and grow in relationships um, is now more evolving. And, you know, we're, we're, we're becoming less reactive in relationships and more proactive in relationships. So the, the, the traditional methods that maybe our, you know, uh, you know, our, uh, you know our, our parents used or, you know, things that have used in the past, they're almost a bit out of date like most things are today. You know, the, the fundamentals are, probably, are still there, but how we go about things are very different. So it forces us to be a little bit more evolved, a little bit more curious As to um, as to why things happen or
0: don't happen. True, true, Uh, agreed. Okay, so tell us about your method, and I know that your your method is is um, easier and, and certainly more fun to help people to understand their partner. And, and I'm going to steal your thunder and, and say that the name of the book, which I was, uh, was holding back earlier, is called The Critter Code, which I think is absolutely adorable. And I, I was looking over the critters, actually, when, when we um, started the call. So, so tell us about your method.
1: So look, it, 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 you, know, it, you know, for m- many years as, as I've worked with um, people, they've been curious about not only themselves but about um, uh, how others think, feel and act. And, for, you know, for probably oh, six or seven years now, I've been, I've, I've been a little bit frustrated that there's been no books around. And there's, sure, there's some great books around influence and persuasion. There's a lot of ones about personality, but it tends to focus on yourself. And I kind of thought, wow, isn't it interesting that I, that I that I couldn't find anything at the time that was actually focused on me understanding another person? And that's what a relationship's about. Plenty of stuff around how to understand yourself, and I, and, that, and that's all good work. So, um, what um uh, so what I, with um, my business partner Karen McCruddy, have developed is a series of questions that you can uh, that you can ask from about your perspective of your partner's um, uh, behaviours, of how they act on things that drive them and things that stress them. So it's your perspective uh, captured in a questionnaire. From that you actually um, uh, you, you get, get some information about what type of critter um, that uh, you're in a relationship with and there's nine of them. Um, so you've actually got um, uh, the busy bee, who is fundamentally a perfectionist, and we've tried to make it fun and and, and insightful. You've got a, a, a lap dog, and like a like a like a wonderful lap dog. You know, um, lap dog partners are always wagging their tail. They're great. They love seeing you. Um, they they're, you know they're very generous. Um, You've then got a peacock where it's all about look at me, aren't I fantastic? You've got a zebra who's a bit weird and quirky, really innovative, really artistic, very special and different. You've got an owl that's all about, you know, being alone and, you know, very intellectual. You've got a sheep that actually follows the herd. Um, and is very loyal, you've got a chip which is a bit like the one I described a bit earlier, you know, the light for the party, mischievous, charming, all over the place. Uh, you've got a rhino that's uh, very uh, very leader-like but also quite domineering and you've also got a jellyfish that is very much just goes with the flow, thinking about a jellyfish in the ocean that gets gets swept along with a current. So what we've tried to do is we've tried to kind of go, let's understand our partner through, and have a bit of fun what type of critter are they? And also, what we've developed is some insights about the, each critter's most annoying behaviour, the thing that's likely to drive you that's likely to drive you nuts. So you can get a bit of an insight into why they do it, how they do it, and how to stop reacting to it. Okay, I got a
0: question. If the, if say say I do this about. My boyfriend, and he yeah. fills it out on himself. What are the, pos- the chances we're going to come up with the same critter?
1: Yeah, great question. Well, we we do see that. The you know, ideally, what we'd say is 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 Nikki, You know, you do it on your boyfriend, and then he should do it on, on thinking about you. Okay. And, wouldn't it be a great conversation to kind of go and forgetting about for the moment about, you know, what's, you know, you know what, what we view as right or he views as right. Now, there's obviously a certain, a certain part of that. But what we found is really interesting and we had a, I had a really great comment from a, uh, uh, you know, from a customer the other day who said, I've been married to my husband for over 25 years and when I first, when I first went through and did it and got the report, I couldn't disagree more. And I said, okay, that's fine, you know, that's, you know, she said, I then slept on it for a couple of days and realized that this is an element of him that I hadn't expected to see. And, and it was interesting as we spoke about, as you know, as we spoke about this, and she said, this is, I I, I never, I, I never saw this in him. She said, I now believe it's absolutely right. And then we spoke about, you know, wouldn't it be great, and, and he was a champ, so life of the party, loved new experiences, loved being out, and she was a stay-at-home person, always get, you know, he, him wanting to be out all the time, having fun all the time, used to drive her nuts. And if I said, wouldn't it be amazing if you actually kind of said, hey, let's go out and have some fun? She said, I hadn't even considered that.
0: <laughs>
1: so it brings, it, it brings elements of discussion, and wouldn't it be great to have a discussion, if, you know, that, uh, that you know, if your boyfriend completed uh, that you'd sit down and have a discussion because it's about being in a relationship that has a discussion. Yeah. To try to go, Let's have a look at how some of this might be true, right? Let's have a look at some of this might be true. How does this impact our relationship? Oh, well, you know, this is the reason why I do that. I didn't realize it annoyed you. So it drives me nuts. You know, wow, okay, how could we, how could we talk about that? So what we're trying to do, you know, is to get couples to actually sit down and explore some elements that might be, that might be rubbing them the right way, um, uh, mm-hmm. you know, rather than just kind of going, isn't it great that, you, you know, you're a Terean and I'm, an, I, you know, I'm, I'm Cancerian. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Right. But it, but it comes at it, it, comes at it from, a, from another angle. And what we're trying to do is to get people to have a discussion. All oh, sure. right.
0: Well, I'll afford things to get people to communicate. So, yeah, absolutely, awesome. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Okay. So you you may have touched on this, but just just to make sure that we we got it. So, what are the specific elements of the Critter Code?
1: So, there's basically three of them. There's what we call them. We try to keep them in code terms. You know, you know, bearing you know, bearing in mind the mind harder stuff. So we've got we've got one element which is called the DNA code so why do people do what they do what, what motivates them um, uh, what are their values you know so the DNA code is very much about how is someone hardwired and if I go back to that that, that example earlier about the you know, about the mischievous playful, you know, rolling off the back of the you know, off the back of the lounge. That's that. You know, I, I kind of go, I know my place in life now. I'm you know, I'm the funny guy, I'm the comedian. Right? So so that's very much the DNA very much the dno code. And we get very protective of that. You know, we get someone challenges that, we you know, we push back, you know. That's the reason a lot of disputes start. Someone says, hey Warren, you need to be more serious and I kind of push back on that, because I don't have anything else. The second, the second piece, and we tried to keep this um, again in in, in the uh, code mode, was what we call the hero code. So, what is someone, re- what are their strengths? What are they really kind of great at? Where, where where do they where do they shine? Where do they flourish? Where do they thrive? What are their specific sets of superpowers that people really like, and it really serves a place in the world? So. Called the hero code. And then, of course, uh, in saying this with a smile on my face, Nikki, we've got the villain code. What do they do <laughs> under stress and pressure where they're likely to, to, you know, when we're under stress and pressure, our behavioral choices narrow and we get a little bit reactive. So when I'm being a bit of a villain, what does that actually kind of look like? And every critter has a predictable uh, DNA, hero code, which is about strengths, and also villain code, a specific thing that they actually specific thing that they actually do that probably annoys the bejeebies out of um, um, out of their partner. And so what we've done is, we're, and we're still developing the Critter Code, um, so what we've done is we've developed a uh, a, a report that uh, people can actually gain a bit of an insight after, after doing the test to get an insight into what's that most annoying behaviour about my Critter and how can I manage that better rather than just... Right
0: rather than just being irritated by it right yeah
1: yeah because what we do is is that you know you know if uh, any any anyone that's been in a relationship you know for for more than a short period of time when we you know in our early early in a relationship it's all very blissful and we don't find any faults and isn't you know isn't he and she amazing and uh, you know some of our friends are rolling their eyes because they can see past that but <laughs> you, you know there's what what some of those villain code behaviours do is that they press our own buttons. You know, so if I, if I give you a bit of an example, you know, you've got you know you've got the bee. If you're in a relationship with the bee... Um, uh, th- they want to make things right. They're really self-improvement focused, which is, the, which is their, their DNA code. They, 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 they want to get things perfect. It's very much about making discerning decisions, um, uh, being right, having things the way that they should be, having order. Now, you know, their special superpowers are very much in elements like that. About how do they organise? Those people make fantastic people as far as accountants go, and and and, and judges. They're very discerning, and you know, very good in, in, in practices like the law and professional consulting. That's where their superpowers and their hero code really plays out. But their villain code, Nikki, can be they can be really perfect, uh, perfectionistic. They can be really kind of punitive and very very critical. Huh. So. These are the people, if you're trying to be helpful by stacking the dishwasher, need to come and repack it. And also <laughs> let you know that unless you pack it right, it's never going to do the job
0: properly. Yes, yeah, I know people who do that. I was just so thankful somebody would do the, put the dishes in the dishwasher. I'm not about to touch them. <laughs> so. Spot on. Spot- because, so, so, you know so what, they may not do it again.
1: <laughs> so. you, 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 spot on, Nikki. So what we learn if we're in a relationship with a bee and you don't want to stack the dishwasher, stack it badly a couple of times and you'll never be allowed to stack it again, right? So, uh, you, know, mm-hmm. we, you know, we kind of learn this, but, but needing to have everything perfect and pristine and, 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 and that can be an enormous strength, but there are times when you're just kind of going, we, you know, we don't need to, you know, we don't need to prepare for the house to be photographed by Vogue magazine. It's just a couple of our friends coming over. We don't need to do a full top-to-bottom uh, clean spit and polish for, for five hours when our friends Thank swing you. around just for a casual pizza.
0: <laughs> exactly. So so is there is there already or is there in the works a decoder for if say you're, you're a chimp and you're with a bee, how to make your relationship better.
1: Yeah, great. And and so what what we've decided to do is actually start with the villain code, you know, and we've called it the curb your critter report. So it's about how to actually, how how to start to get a different relationship with each, with each other when you're rubbing each other up now. Even good relationships go through this, right? So it's not right. like it's not like you know. Oh, it's just focusing on you know toxic relationships. There's little rub points and bumps and grinds even in great relationships. So it's very much about looking at. Wow, isn't it interesting that you know that that you know you're a v and your boyfriend's a chimp, you know? And, and isn't it great about how when when You're wanting, you know, as an example, you're wanting to be, you know, know, pristine and perfectionistic and all he wants to do is kind of just go out and have fun. So you're wanting to get the house in all order because, you know, you've got some special friends coming over and he turns up late because he's been out having an amazing time flying a kite and, 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 you know, and so he's got no attention to detail. And, of course, you know, we can you know, sometimes see, you know, you know, discussions and heated battles and, you know, I'm saying this with a smile on my face, you know, World War III erupting about how, and we take that personally, how he doesn't care about how you've got to do all the work, about how this, how that. And all of a sudden that starts to grind. So it really is interesting when we're when we're sitting down with our partner and actually kind of go, well, let's assume some of this is true in what way does it actually impact our relationship and drive you crazy? And what we will pulled together, Nikki, is a five step process um, about how to how for someone to manage that. And, and and the first step is about looking at what buttons is that pressing within you. So you know, oh, yeah. you know, the bee is just doing what the bee does, right? This is it's it's, it's not personal. The bee is just being the bee. They're being, um, you know, improvement focused, perfectionistic, a bit nit nitpicky and critical. You know, going over the place with a with a white glove, looking for dust. That's what they do. It's not, you know. So how 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 do you actually claim and own the feelings that creates within you? The second point is around um, uh, not reacting. Strategies to actually stop engaging, stop buying a ticket to, um, you know, being critical of that. How that you can actually have empathy for that person because wouldn't it be great to kind of go, wow, um, geez, you know, must be important to Nikki because you know we've got the you know we've got the major forensic clean going on. These people must be
0: important.
1: <laughs> why 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 don't I give her a bit of a hand? Right? Now that, that all of a sudden starts to create a you know starts to create a new relationship, how that you can actually share your frustration in an objective, truthful manner that doesn't cause you know World War Three, and then also how to crystallise some new understanding and move forward. So we've we developed not only just isn't it amazing how you know the, you know the critters have got um, have, have got a villain code and how annoying that can be and how insightful and how predictable it is. We've also, you know, instituted a process there where people can actually um, understand it, um, um, uh, not react, have some empathy, have an honest and truthful discussion, and build an understanding moving forward. So we've tried to give some really practical tips around that, which is uh, some interesting feedback around how accurate and insightful it is.
0: Interesting. So, so kind of trying to neutralize the villain in a way.
1: Yeah, and almost look, you know, the, the, you know, you know, you know the villain. And again, we're trying to make this a little bit insightful and fun. That's that's how we kind of come up with the name. So, you know, we're not, we're not. Of course, we're not technically talking about that. You know, with the villain code that someone's a bank robber or something like that. We're not. That's, right. that's not not what it's about. So, what we're trying to do is to actually kind of go. Look, there there are very much some patterns around this. Um, uh, Someone's likely likely to be not having a good day. How can you you see some of this coming? Because it's all very very predictable once you understand what you're looking for. How can you see some of this coming? How can we be a little bit supportive and a little bit gentle? But also share with them at the right time about the impact on us. So this is not a one-way street about you know just you know just suck it up and and um, um, uh, you know just allow them to have their way. But someone someone needs to make a change in the relationship if there's if there's a, if there's rub points or flash points in the relationship. Only one person right. needs to change to create space. Only one person needs to do that. Well,
0: that's if, if it happens one time when somebody's coming over you know what's going to happen the next time when somebody comes you over it. you got it you
1: got it you got it you got it. And, it, and it gets to the point where if we don't if we don't address it then all of a sudden I'm rolling my eyes and and, and, and dreading the next time you know, my partner's special friends come over because I've got to take the morning off and I can't go do some of the fun things I'd like to do. We've got to do this forensic plan that's never good enough and we're all getting kind of stressed and don't use that toilet and do you know what I mean? And all of a sudden, you know, we're meant to be having a bit of fun and, you know, it's creating a real, a real tension in the relationship to the point where we're kind of go, I would prefer your friends don't come over.
0: Well, that's that's why I was asking because is, is like you know is it is it you always give in to the more picky person or is there a resolution to kind of say, okay, this is a little much, you know? Is is there more of a a, a compromise kind of thing? <laughs> yes. Hold on so this is this
1: is so couple so couple of couple of key things here. What we know about relationships. If I can stop reacting and start understanding, that enormously makes a polar difference. You, you, you said it a moment ago, Nikki. A lot of this stuff is predictable. So if I can kind of see it coming, I can be a little bit supportive before we get to code red. If that makes sense. Right. Um, and, and secondly, you know, if I can if if I can stop reacting, if I can stop getting angry, if my if I can stop my buttons getting pressed, then all of a sudden I'm in a better position to actually support, but also have an objective conversation. Right. So this is a, this is about creating another path. Because what normally happens, you know, you know, in, you know, in relationships, if we've been into a while and we find our partner quite annoying, we start to steal up ourselves and kind of go you know i start whinging, you know if you know 5 hours out from the friends coming kind of going oh here we go again you know we we don't we we're not doing medical procedures here we don't need to scrub <laughs> the place you know to surgical precision you know and then of course that's that, of course i'm being you know provocative and critical which is not going to you know if i'm in a relationship with a bee, which is not going to do anything apart from push them deeper into the corner so we're going to be having a we're going to be having a fight about this and, and in 10 minutes time the friends are coming and we're not talking to right. one another. And right. we, need right. another, we need another way. We need another way to manage that. We need another way for us as a couple to move forward down a path. I may never like it. Let's be clear about that. But if I can gain an understanding of it and develop a way that I can manage and support, and isn't that what relationships are about? It's not just about proving that that... You know, you know, the greatest. I was reading the other day. Uh, you know, the you know the most three powerful, most powerful words in a relationship, is I am right. <laughs> 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 and if we're getting to those levels, right, it's probably not good. So how can we, you know, how can we stay away from flashpoint? How can we see what's kind of coming? How can we not jump on a hook and not be not be triggered by the things that it drives in us? How can we have a little bit more empathy? And how can we have a discussion to kind of go, "Hey, I see this happen a lot of the time. How can we best work around? It's got a bit of an impact on me. How can we, how can we, how can we negotiate around this so we come from a different position? And to some degree, it, 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 you know, we could broadly say that's about compromise. But it's actually not about, it's not about you know, selling out yourself just to make your partner right. happy. It's not what this is about. This is actually about two people." Uh, in a committed relationship finding a new way to work something um that right. that, that, that that's rubbing rubbing the relationship
0: well and and see, seeing it coming and dealing with it before it gets to code red is a huge help so cuz once it gets to that point yeah it yeah
1: well, well, it's a, you know, it's a bit like Nikki. If, if, if you know, if every afternoon, you know, I, you know, i, have, I I'm, I'm, you know, I have a tough job, so every afternoon, I you know, I stop at the club or the hotel or the pub on the way home, just to have a couple of drinks to loosen up. After I've done yep. that, you know, after I've done that for a couple of weeks, then then that's the norm.
0: Yep. Right.
1: So, so you know, if I'm in a relationship with a beam, we're doing we're doing a, a you know a, um, a surgical clean five hours before the friends come. I learn I learn a way if I don't have if I don't have, a, I don't have a, a clever way to negotiate that, I learn another way to negotiate that. Like I might busy myself in the shed, or I might uh, you know you know go to the ballpark and you know do something down there just to get out of that way. Now that that may be okay, but if every time the friends come over, my only strategy is to disappear. That's 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 not gonna you know that's not gonna work in the longer term is it? that's you know that's not supportive. No. I'm annoyed. I come back when we're all kind of ready to go. I'm not help. I'm not helpful to my partner. You know that's you know that you, you, you're never gonna win partner of the year award if you do that, are you?
0: No, no. <laughs> well, not not from your partner, no. <laughs> no,
1: not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs>
0: I <laughs> mean, maybe from, you know, your your darts partner down at the club, but yeah, okay. Slow on, on. But, so, um, what are the various, because we, we sort of covered this in pieces, but what are the various ways that the Critter Code helps relationships? It, it's going to help... Communication, which, like I said, I'm, I'm all, always looking for communication assistance, yeah. um, going to help them to see problems coming.
1: Yeah.
0: It's going to help them to find solutions to issues. Yeah. What, what are some other ways it's going to help them?
1: Look, it's going to help with empathy. Um, it, it really you know the, the moment that we actually can stop taking things personally then we can actually be supportive so it 's actually going to bring it 's actually going to bring people closer if we can stop being stri- uh, you know triggered and stop you know reacting to our own villain code because that 's what it kind of does when our when our partners when our when our partners in their villain code it, it to some degree triggers ours and um it, it can enable us to remain objective and supportive so and, and also gives us understanding, gives us understanding that, ah, this is happening again, it happened last time, um, you know, if I can be empathetic and supportive around this, this is going to give us a new way to actually learn and grow and develop with each other. Otherwise, what we could be doing, Nikki, if it becomes this constant grind within our relationship, you know, I'll go down and spend time playing darts and, and go bowling with my, with my friends a bit more. And all, all, all of a sudden, we're starting to live separate lives, and, and that 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 never ends well.
0: True. You know, once once I actually learned the concept of patterns in your life and relationships, I started noticing them very easy. Yes. But until I had actually thought about it, I never noticed that.
1: Yes. Yeah, but yeah, smart. once
0: once I thought about it, it's like, man, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and Nicky, I, I love what you just said. Then, because when we're not noticing, then 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 it, it, it's a problem with the other person.
0: Yeah, well, then, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is it that we always need to? You know, we can't go out and have a coffee in the morning because your friends are coming at seven o'clock that night. Why is that? Do you know what I mean? And and then all of a sudden <laughs> that, becomes, you know, that becomes a, a, a you know a confronting conversation, It almost doesn't matter what the other person says you know, come on, they know who we are, you know, we don't need to be doing all this stuff, you know, we don't need to be, you know, making beds and repainting walls and, you know, polishing mirrors, we don't need to be doing that because they don't even kind of look, well, it's important to me, yeah, well, it's a problem, and on would we go. The moment that, and you've just named it, Nicky, the moment that we can actually see, ah, you know, my partner's friends are coming over, I know this is kind of important to us, I'm going to see what I can do to help. I mean, I'm going to kind of go. Okay, I, 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 you know, I won't be going out and, you know, won't be going out and having a, you know, a, you know, a, you know, a, a, a coffee with my friends that morning. I'll, I'll actually stick around and see what I can do to help. That changes the whole relationship. Do I have to like it? Absolutely. Do I ever understand it? Probably not. But that's okay. <laughs> and would I do it differently? Absolutely. And that's okay too. But it enables us to appreciate the differences in someone. Without kind, of, without you know, without kind of uh, you know, immediately you know, jumping to code red.
0: Right. But better to try to avoid code red, people. It's too right.
1: late. You know, the, the, moment, no, the yeah. moment, Yeah, the moment that we're you know we're, we're, we're pointing fingers at one another. You know, the, the the genie's out of the bottle, and it only ends you know uh, you know only, only ends hopefully with someone apologising. You know, today, tomorrow, next week. Um, and it, it, could have all, it could have all been avoided if we only, you know, understood, had some strategies that, you know, again, coming back to why, you know, to some degree relationships don't work is because we don't, we don't have enough strategies. All we're doing is reacting.
0: Right. Reacting is not the best best policy.
1: No. And, and, and by the way, Nikki, welcome to the human race when we're having a bad day ourselves and we do get a bit, you know, let me give you some feedback. Um, uh, so you know, we're, you know we're, we're all human. There's no doubt about that. But um, you know, by the time we get in a, in, in, a, in a groove in a record, it's very, very difficult to get out of it. Yes. Very, very difficult to get out of it.
0: So, do you find that all people align with, with one of the critters, and do people possibly align with more than one?
1: Yeah, look, look, great question. There's, there's, there's no doubt that that we're that we're complex creatures, um, and you know what, what we've what we found is is that you know the majority, if not all, the people align you know to a large degree to one of the critters. and you know there's there's you know there's certainly elements that align uh, that align really strongly, and what we're trying to do we we we're, we're not you know, we're not building a, and there is, by the way, there is no bulletproof system that covers off every element of what someone does. There, there's no system around that. But what okay. we're trying to do is you know, have a little bit of fun with this and kind of go, wow, isn't it interesting that that you know this come back and and you know you're a you know a bee or a lapdog or a rhino or you know isn't that a bit fun and uh, you know let's be a bit lighthearted about this and let's see what let's see what is relevant in our relationship about this. And we've had people we kind of go, wow, I didn't realise that, you know, my partner saw me that way. Of course, you know, you know wonderful, um, you know, wonderful discussions and wonderful uh, self-reflection to kind of go, okay, if they're kind of seeing me that way and, you know, some of that, you know, some of that certainly rings true. I need to, I, I want to have a bit of a think about that myself. And isn't it great now how we can have a discussion about how I see them? So, um, you know, no bulletproof system. There's absolutely there's nothing in the world that's actually 100% right. Feedback that we get is a, you know is, is 80% of this is incredibly incredibly much in the ballpark. About another 10% is a bit curious, and another 10% is wow, I didn't realise that. A bit like that example I suggested earlier in uh, in the show with the lady who'd been married for uh, 25 years and hadn't considered that element of uh, her husband's personality. So it's um, yeah we find people are aligned. Uh, we're trying to make it a little bit of fun. Uh, it's not a it's not a forensic test. It's it's a lever to actually have a discussion with someone you've invested a lot of love, time, and energy with to kind of go, isn't this interesting bit of fun? And how could we do this better?
0: Right. Well, and and it shows in in the way that you you've named it and the way that you've named the critters and that kind of thing that you're that you're putting the fun element into it. Yeah. which I would think pulls more people into it and would make some people more prone to do it that don't want something that feels clinical. You know what I so mean?
1: Spot on, spot on. And there's, look, there's a thousand, there's a thousand um, um, you know, personality tests online. You can do it for free. Right. And all, all, those, all, those great, all, all those great ones. And what we're trying to do, Nicky, is, is keep the fun going. So, as an example, if you're in a relationship with a bee, you're actually a beekeeper, right? right. That's you know, If you're in a, if you're in a relationship with a peacock, you're a peacock preener because they're all about, <laughs> you know, you know, How do I look? You know, do I look? You know, do I look successful enough, Let Nikki, You know, look at my trophies on the wall. You know, it's coming up to right. Christmas. We sh- we should get. We should get a photo of me and my successes to send out to everyone to show what a great year I've had, right? So peacock pruner, you've got, um, you know, an owl handler, you've got a sheep herder, you've got a chimp chaser, you've got a rhino wrangler. So what we've tried to do is identify not only um, uh, the person that you're in a relationship with, but also have a little bit of fun and say, what does that kind of make you? because that's who you've chosen. Let's not lose sight of the fact, right? You know, we've all made choices about the people that we're in a relationship with.
0: Right. Makes sense. Like, what was it, ge- jellyologist, I think it was?
1: Jellyologist, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Someone, <laughs> you know, someone, who's chosen, someone who's chosen a jellyfish to be in a relationship with. Uh, it's just, you know, lovely traits, you know, very, you know, very, very accommodating, easy to get along with. They never rock the boat you know say yes to everything you know the most you know some of the most annoying traits can 't you know don 't want to raise conflict can 't make a decision right it's it's you know get conflict avoidance so you know we've all got our strengths but we've all also got our our annoying pieces and you know you know how many relationships you know without getting you know without getting um uh you know too grandiose about but how many relationships could be saved if we we're a little bit more objective, a little bit more empathetic and, you know, understood either the person we're getting in a relationship with or the one we're in a relationship with a bit more.
0: Makes sense. So what do you think are the most important elements of a loving, long-lasting relationship?
1: Look, I, I think the key thing is, is that, you know, and acknowledge, so, so there's a couple of things here. I think there's m- most of all the acknowledgement that we tend to attract someone who has similarities to us but also has pieces of, of who they are that are different to us. You know, so the bee's going to be attracted to someone that's a little bit messy. You know, that's, that, that's what it's kind of about. You know, we're, again, you know, going back to what we said earlier. So first point is we're somewhat attracted to someone who's different to us. You know, no one wants everyone finishing the sentences for them. You know, no one wants you know someone reorganising the, the, the dishwasher if that's what your little pride enjoys. No one wants that. And 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 so the first thing is is we're attracted to difference. The the second thing is to some degree what our purpose in a relationship is to learn and grow, and, and, and you know, through love and connection and companionship from that other person. No doubt the chimp is going to be attracted to someone who's more stable, right? And the stable person is, you know, should just release and let go and have a little bit more fun, as an example. And and they're not meant to copy. So then you're not meant to look and kind of go, wow, you know, my partner does it that way, I must do it that way. That's not what this is about. But we go back to that example before, you know, if you've got a, if you've got a chimp and a bee in a relationship, you know, the, the chimp's going to be out having fun, the bee's home, you know, you know polishing the place with an insurance of its life, getting it all perfect. <laughs> and, and fantastic at that, by the way, absolutely fantastic. You know, we've got shirt, shirts, shirts, colour-coded, socks in their right place. The, the, ideally, the chimp would be learning about, I need to be slightly a bit more, less impulsive, a bit more organised. Mm-hmm. And ideally the B would be actually learning, wow, you know, there's there's someone who just, you know, just goes out and has fun all the time. The whole thing's about fun. Maybe I could loosen up a little bit. So they're the first two things. We're meant to learn and grow from our partners. Of course, the moment we take things personally and we get really annoyed with the opposites, we're heading for code red. The third thing we need to look at is, is that, you know, what what really drives them, Um how can what, what situations do they do they thrive in? Are they their best in? And also working out how we can support them when they're not having a bad day. So if you do those five things, and there's look, Mickey, there's probably a hundred more. But if you do those five simple things, then all of a sudden you're you know you're acting, not reacting. You're likely to be a bit more empathetic and supportive. You don't get surprised as much. Um, and I'm not suggesting that you would, uh, you know, that you that you you stay in a you know a relationship that's not good for you, but at least you can see that stuff coming, and you might get ahead of the curve a bit.
0: True. This is true. So how can how can people find out which critter their partner is, and learn how to try to prevent arguments and disagreements in their relationship?
1: Fair, fantastic. So look, uh, uh, you know, a couple of things. We've got some. Uh, um, uh, we've got the, we've got the website, um, at, uh, at crittercode.com. So, uh, just as you would spell critter and code on there.com, uh, where they can go, go and have, uh, you know, go and have a look, go and, go and, um, uh, do the test, get the Kirby Critter Report, the books available there. Uh, we're on Instagram at CritterCode, um, and also Facebook at, uh, HQ. So, um, you know, you know. Follow us on the socials. Um, uh, look, and and Nikki, knowing that we were coming on, and knowing you, you know your great reach of an audience, uh, we've also put on a code um, that I'll share with you in a second, where uh, your audience, if they if they go through and do the test for for, for seven dollars and they get the Kirby Credit Report, uh, can also get a free copy of the uh, of the credit code book. So. Uh, we've organized a code for that just as in, you know, in, in support of your great audience so that um, uh, they can uh, uh, have a real life experience of it, but also explore, you know, other elements of maybe their their boss or their, you know, their friends or, uh, you know, maybe even their kids, you know, because you can start to see this stuff at a very young age.
0: Ah, I know what kind of critters they they. They have in the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So, so look, you know, the, the test is the best way to do that because you're actually asking you're asked for a set a set of specific questions about do you see the person doing this? Is this how they behave? But you know, you've got the you know you've got the you've got the book, um, uh, which is also available as um, uh, as, a, as a second add-on option there that uh, uh, you know covers off uh, you know every critter gives you an overview talks about. Um, what their panic button likely is, what sets them into code red, you know, what their burning desire is, um, also what their personal mission is, what they're really here to do in life, what are some of their hidden quirks. And uh, with the Curvy Critter Report, um, and we talk about Mindhunter, I was doing some work with a uh, very elite police department in some of my corporate work a few years ago, and they could actually predict um, how people were likely to behave based on the words that they used. So um, wow. we've done, a, done quite a bit of research into that, and also with the uh, Curve Your Critter report, when you actually complete the test and you get the um, uh, you get the report on your Critter, there's also um, a list of what we call master and disaster words. So you know what we know is that each Critter um, gets really excited about certain words. And also it, it, other words actually trigger um uh, you know trigger some of their fears and panic buttons, so we've got got those Thanks. lists available that you know the food's been are great about that if you use the words that they like and they want to and if you, you 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 weave them through some of your discussions, it creates greater empathy and understanding
0: interesting well, very good well, I'll tell you what that I will have all that information and all the links on my website. They can get that and there'll be a replay of today's show at www.lovecoachjourney.com dot slash critter code C R I T T E R C O D E. So they can get all of that right there. So That's with you. and as I my critter just came running up here on the on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic,
1: and, and 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 Nikki, I'll send this across to you. But the code that we've got for your uh, for your um uh for your listeners is ready for love twenty one, and and four is the number. I'll I'll send that across so you can put that up also.
0: Awesome, awesome. Okay, ready. The number four, love, and twenty one.
1: Twenty one. That's all it. right. And I get I uh, get you know, the, the book will be uh, just uh, put the, put the code in. Um, you know, com- complete the. Uh, complete the, complete the test for seventeen dollars, and they get a free copy of the book PDF
0: copy. All right, sounds great. Thank you very much for that. My pleasure. All My right. Pleasure. All right, sounds great. And listeners, I hope you enjoyed the show, and learned lots about your critters, and see they can they can do that about their partner and their children, and find out about the whole whole zoo they have at home, huh? i love absolutely. it
1: oh, absolutely absolutely yeah yeah and, uh, you know uh, you know a, a bit of fun bit of light-hearted fun and uh you know great way to start you know understanding a conversation uh about things that we bump into anyway it's not like and, and you're exactly right you know it's, you know it's, it can be very complex if you don't see you know the personality patterns and but the dilemma is you're bumping into them anyway in your relationship so uh you know bit more information can make things a little bit easier to actually navigate some of those tricky situations
0: definitely and and right here at the end of the year a great way to start out the new year too so that's awesome absolutely All right. yeah. yeah fantastic sounds, sounds good awesome well thank you for being here and listeners i'll be with you next time on ready for love radio